Hello universe. I come to you today with the knowledge that this is episode 19 and therefore the next one will be a review episode. And I started thinking about how no matter what little bit of structural um, framework is established, it necessarily affects the um, output of that product or output of that framework. All right, let me say something clear here. Actually, how far into this am I? See, 44 seconds in, that's a reset, baby. Hello, universe. I, uh, I'm coming at you on the 24th of February. February, it's March. It is March. It won't be February for 11 months. Because it's March, and it is the 24th, that is Thursday, March 24th, uh, at 5.45 p.m., I am... <clears throat> I'm, I'm stuck. I'm stuck in a place that I can't come up with concrete answers. Well, maybe I'm just a victim to the systems in place because I started thinking, why is it that if you were to figure out a life that was, say, three days of work with four days off, but that life included no vehicle, no vacation plans, no um, Netflix account, no essentially, well, nothing but essentials, and a life lived almost below the poverty line. <clears throat> How feasible is that? Well, most people would look at you and say, well, why the hell do you even want to look at that? And there is a little bit of that even in me, but the idea of having as much free time as I can have has become a driving force in my last five years, and I can't see it going away now. And I'm not saying that I need to... Um, I'm not looking for leisure time or waste time. I'm looking for time to pursue the purposeful parts of life that when I look back, what are my most important memories? None of them have to do with work. In fact, almost all of them have to do with engagements with other people or shared experiences in a way that, um, that is unique and other people involved in 90% of my best memories. So when I think of playtime versus work time, I think of the opportunity I have to embrace and decide what my now experience is going to be versus having to subject that to a workplace environment in which that paradigm is uniquely established and very different. Um, does that mean that I have to change who I am at work? Well, somewhat. Um, but I have to change my, who I am for all uh, civilization expectations. Well, some of them line up directly with your expectations. But in whatever other ways they don't, you have to change yourself. So, so I started to say, why do I feel like it would be underachieving to 
get your life and become a minimalist, become a minimalist, 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 not an easy word to say, minimalist, to the point that you, you were, your only goal was as much free time, time to yourself, time to pursue that which is at that moment, the most important thing for you to pursue. How much of that time do you have in your week? Um, and obviously, could I have a week where that's all of my time? Well, that's the ultimate goal. But again, the obligation I feel to being a productive and contributing member of society through whatever levers are available, which is primarily the tax code and the obligation to fulfill uh, participation therein and to vote and participate in the government that represents us. Beyond that, I don't have a whole lot that I feel like is an avenue to pitch in other than volunteer work, which I think is humanity work, not work toward civilization or toward my place in the structural civilization that I haven't earned, but I want to upkeep. <clears throat> so then that must be why when I think of two word phrases that accompany the word work, like work time, workspace, work up, workout, worksheet. And when I think of the same category of phrases for the word play, play pen, play ball, play four, play girl, play hooky. Well, I came up with 73 two word phrases that start with work from work permit to workbook, to work camp, to work card, to workman, to work late, to work together, to work abroad, to work appropriate, to work experience, to work history, you name it. <laughs> and when I did the same for play, I came up with 30. And I had to go to Google to get to 30. And I did not go to Google for work because I was afraid I would come up with 100. Now, is that a fair juxtaposition, work versus play? No. Work-life balance, they call it. It's funny how you've got your work and then you've got your life. Um, but language matters. That structure, the foundation that puts pressure on me in the 19th episode to do something that's uniquely different because I don't want to review anything because I'll be doing that in the 20th episode, or to take something that I said I would do in these 10 episodes in my last review, like... Take a story from my work history and then combine that with a point off one of these cumbersome note <laughs> preparation efforts I've given and not used. <clears throat> but what was I really going to say about infrared light being invisible to us? Well, certainly something obtuse. But when you talk about work, well... We all know what it means to work because we're all trained to do it, or at least to value it, to revere those who do it the hardest, and to emulate those who do it the most efficiently. We see work as part of the deal. And the fact that our work isn't something that, um, that in many ways we have a choice over how it gets realized, at least not fully, 
I don't know how many people could even pretend to claim that they're fully realized in that space. But being a workaholic is something we all relate to. Being a playaholic? What, like you go to the theater a lot? What's a playaholic? Doesn't even make sense, right? You uh, certainly <clears throat> work hard because there's a workforce that works together and they're willing to work late because if they don't work alongside to work over and work up and work through this, well, I don't know. Can you play hard? Yeah. Is there a play force? Not that I know of. Do they play together? Well, yeah, people play together. Do they play late? Sometimes, sometimes. But is there a playman? Mm, can't think of one. Are there play alerts? Do you play in? Yes, sometimes. Do you play it? I do. Play over? Well, I might. Play through? Play up? Okay, yeah, sort of, mostly. But where's my play request? I've got plenty of work requests. Can I play remotely? Well, that's dumb, but they certainly figured out how to work remotely. They even let us do work release. Well, look, you're in prison, but you got to do your job. So you're going to get out to do your job, and you can come back to prison. Ooh, but that doesn't sound as good as, say, work-study. Well, no. Then you're going to go to school, learn some shit, but pay for it by working while you're there. Now that, I like. Kind of like my play-study. Wait, that doesn't exist. But I have a play ethic. Oh, no, I don't. I have a work ethic. Wait, do I? I have... Hmm, why can't I have a play ethic? Well, just the same reason that you don't make play space in your garage, you make workspace. You gotta get stuff done. And if we're not gonna dedicate our time to being work, effort, um, <laughs> over play effort at a five to two clip, well then you don't get all the advantages that come with the things we've worked out, the problems we've worked through, the effort working alongside each other has given to our work output and work results. You don't have that work desk if somebody didn't work up the thought to invent it. You don't get a work desk because you were playing Ring Around the Rosie over there. And I, I so hear that and believe that innovation comes from putting yourself in a position to want to work out problems, work through solutions, and work on bettering everything. But what I don't understand is how that got encapsulated into a structure where we work for our corporate master, or we work for the insider advantage, or industry lead, or instead of working for humanity, the betterment of us all, somehow our work has gotten compartmentalized in a way I don't really understand where our effort is going. What are we working toward? How can I look at what we're doing at the big scale and say, that's what we're working for. That's our purpose globally. That's who we are and how we work together to achieve the biggest solutions. I don't know.
I don't see it. And I'm not trying to pretend that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm with solutions on this one. I don't know what it takes to, to stop working in self-interest and start working in human advancement or the interest of human advancement over that which advances this particular interest. Maybe the only way to advance truly leapfrog in society advancement is to do it through the verticals of self-interest and then spread that across society. That could be the way it works. So maybe you just have to put up with the inequity that builds itself from the self-interest that must be pursued to finally break through in something relevant for all of us. Well, then I guess my self-interest is in finding out why we have moved away from the truth and toward structural propaganda and lies. Because I don't think I'm going to talk anybody into believing that our playtime is more valuable than our work time. But I can think that all I want. And when I decide to find a schedule that allows me to have four, five, six, even seven days a week of playtime, I will not feel guilty. I will not even try to rub it in your face. I will only ask if I could do it why aren't we all doing it? But then maybe I'll fail, and then I will be subject to whatever ridicule comes with failing my dream of freeing up more of my time to live in the moment exactly as I want to live, to be able to help whoever I want to help, to be able to read whatever I want to read, to be able to think through whatever I want to think through, and to be able to produce whatever matters to me to produce while I'm here. Does that mean I will shirk my responsibility to the greater good? No, of course not. In fact, all of that would be in pursuit of achieving something meaningful enough that the greater good even cared. But I'm not... I am not delusional enough to pretend that I have that kind of ability. But if you turn loose everybody out there with the same sort of freedom to think through and play with the ideas that matter most to them? Well, I bet we see a lot more innovation than we see these days. I bet we see a lot less censorship than we see these days. And I'll bet we see a lot more smiling faces than we see these days. So, like I said, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just over here trying to live a life that is meaningful for me. And if I can share somehow that meaningful outcome with you and that becomes contagious then well maybe I'll figure out what meaning in this life really is until then well I keep going through these notes wondering why I do what I do what else can I do what can I not do what am I forced to do what can others do what can't we do what can we do what do we do why do we do it why do I do it why don't I do what I don't do? But rather than subjecting you to those conundrums, let's instead knock this one off the list. Um, we can trust authorities to be working in society's best interests. 
Um, I certainly have been trained to think this to the point that I have a hard time even entertaining the thought that that's um, potentially an agenda they're not working toward. Wherever I see evidence of that, I must be seeing um, the one bad apple phenomenon or I'm misreading the data or just don't have the full picture, don't deserve the full picture, don't recognize the full picture and therefore am simply lobbing criticism or um, a lack of faith at something that I fundamentally don't understand. Okay, I get that that could all be true. But I like to think that if we're seeing systems that are fluid and working towards society's best interests, even if I'm misinterpreting their intent and think I see plenty of evidence that identifies that's not the case, well, if I'm wrong, then I would imagine there's a whole bunch of stuff to point to that shows that, in fact, they are being effective. And that, ultimately, is what gives me pause. Is how can I feel like the media is doing its best to uncover the scandalous nature of whatever conspiracies might exist in our functioning society if they have not produced a single investigative journalism moment of note since, what, 9-11? Before that? Um, as the media has consolidated itself into the hands of just a few, the narrative the information that we're given access to, the way that information is distributed, the repetition market-to-market market of things that they want us to think. Well, I don't believe you're working in our best interests. I believe you're working to put us into whatever mindset creates the best interest for you. And I hate the idea that we're so easily manipulated into a mindset where we can tell ourselves that our purpose on this planet has more value when it is put toward working and our effort going toward an output that isn't ours directly than our time to pursue that which matters most to us in the moment. How can I not think I'm trained to think that way? Well... The authorities have been working in the interest of structural stability and limited information access in a way I didn't recognize my whole life. And as a product of that system, how do I even begin to think of one that's better? How do I even tell myself I deserve one that's better? How do I start to rally my own internal mechanisms to work on the problem of what a life lived completely for the better of all of us looks like in a world I've been trained to think survival of the fittest. Go buy a skill sharpening kit so you can hone those skills so you can jump over the goyim or whomever you want to term as unworthy 
of the true ascension mankind is available. I guess I always thought, if this is all there is, then taking it as much advantage of this scenario as possible, not just doesn't rub me the wrong way, but feels like the only true winner's mentality to adapt. Adopt? And in that mentality, what do you do? Well, you dismiss the idea that what everyone else is going through matters more than what you're going through. You can't live another way because when you start thinking that way, you start realizing that you have been trained to think only for yourself, that yourself is the most important, that if it feels good, whatever it took to get there was worth it. Hmm. Oh, and when the media and the protective services and the government spending and everything else is going toward missions and values you don't even recognize, well, maybe you're the bad apple. Maybe you're the one for whom punishment is necessary. The one who thinks that history and its factual context has value that misleading people with statements to influence them to think in a way that you want them to think is evil. Maybe I am the bad apple. But I'll get more into ways we're trained to think because I think that's probably the most important mental prison that we can break out of. I didn't come onto this planet to see racial segregation. I don't remember ever thinking of this land mass as needing lines to separate country from country. But you fall into the reality you fall into. But not seeing the ways that it's changing you fundamentally at a core level because the structure is set up to do that. Well, five to two days a week are you obligated to do that which earns your keep as a human being on this planet versus that which makes you marvel at the experience of being a human being on this planet I don't know that that's a fair ratio but it's the one I'm working with and for the next six days with all this free time well I don't know that working was the appropriate phrase and as much as I have effort to give, I have no effort to waste. I want to believe that purpose in the moment is achievable at all times. Is that expectation too high? I hope not. Because something tells me that selling ourselves short on that one is selling the entire human species short. And I will never think of the human species as short. I mean, if anything, we're getting taller, right?